0: Hmm. Recorded live. Before the breaking of day, hold on, my brother, hold on, sister. I've tried him,
1: and I know it. I know he's the way out of the way. He's a Jehovah Jireh. He's your hope.
2: Good evening, good evening, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. To Monday Night Bible Study and Intercessory Prayer. This is Sethul Shana, Good evening, everyone. Good
3: evening. Good
2: evening. For those who are joining in, uh, I mean, good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Monday Night Bible Study and Intercessory Prayer. You know, we are in for a treat. Um, I, I'm, I'm blessed tonight. Amen. I'm so blessed, and I just have to say thank you, everyone, for coming out. Um, before we get started, I also want to thank everyone for praying for my mom. I just keep her lifted up. Uh, today was the first day she talked. I've heard her speak. So I'm happy. So I'm blessed. I can't complain. Amen. So um, with that being said, Father God, would you like to open us up in
1: prayer?
3: I'd be honored, too. Thank you. Heavenly Father, I repented about an hour and 15 minutes ago. But between that time and right now, I could have made a mistake. And I ask you to forgive me. Wash me, cleanse me from all unrighteousness, iniquity, and sin. If I offended anyone, if I hurt somebody today in any way, please forgive me. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. This is the night of knowledge, Father, where we learn the deep things of God. And Lord, we need to know the deep things because it will change the course of our lives for forever. Help us to line up with the word tonight. Help us to be an example to your people. Help us, Father, and strengthen us to go on the journey a little farther. We are grateful, Father, you're on the call tonight. The presence of the Lord is here to do miracles, signs, and wonders tonight. And for that, Father, we are grateful. We thank you for the continued work that you're doing in Simple Words Ministry behind the scenes. I hear you, Lord. You're doing great exploits behind the scenes of Simple Words Ministry. And for that, Father, we are grateful. We don't know what's coming, but you do. And it is good. In simple words, ministry members' lives. And for that, Father, we are grateful. Because you can see down and around the bend where we can't. You know every soul that's going to come into the kingdom through this ministry. And for that tonight, Father, we are grateful. We thank you for Simple Words Ministry. We thank you, Father, that no other place that I know of, no other prayer call that I know of, you can come and hear the Word of God nine times per week. And for that, we are grateful tonight. We honor you. We honor you because you're the general of the kingdom of God. And we just want you to know we love you tonight. We give you the glory, honor, and praise in the mighty, magnificent name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen and amen. Back to you, minister.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus.
3: Hallelujah. Okay, Minister Monica, talking. go ahead.
2: Amen. 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 Minister Shauna, okay.
3: I'm sorry. Oh,
1: that's okay.
2: I'm just talking. I ain't know. Praise, Praise God. Praise God. Welcome again. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Monday Night Bible Study Intercessory Prayer. Uh, just, I wanted to say thank you all for coming out tonight. So I'm going to open up the line right now for praise and testimonies. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Go ahead, Sister Monica.
4: Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord.
1: Praise
2: the Lord.
4: I'm giving God praise for being the awesome might to God. You know, I have to travel every day to work, five days a week. And I'm telling you, I was just telling someone that, you know, I have to be looking out for the crazy drivers, the ones that are on drugs, the ones that do not see good. And I just want to thank God for bringing me home safe because, you know, when you, when, when you listen to the voice of God, it is so good when you listen and know the voice of God. Two accidents missed me this afternoon, and I thank God for his divine protection. I was turning and like the priest said, slow down. Top. and as soon as I slow down I stopped there comes this older ladies come around the corner whoops in in, in 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 the um in the complex and I was like wow yeah. and again wow. I was coming home since night and there was this guy this lady this car in front of me was driving very slow so I'm like okay Monica be patient and I'm driving and he just come around and go right in front of the other car and the poor person has to just dry breaks and I have to just, oop, on my brakes, so I almost eat a minute back. And I say, God, I thank you for protecting me. So I want to thank God for his divine protection. And that is my testimony. I love you guys. God bless you all.
2: Amen. God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, again, I would have to say my praise and testimony is, you know, God is the ever present, is a hero. I, I just got to give God praise because God has this. Um, I'm giving God praise. Uh, this is the first day that my mom was able to hear her speak. And I just got to give God praise. praise. God.
3: Yeah. Amen.
2: They are Lord that, so let's just keep her lifted up in prayer. To me, every day I'm giving thanks for his healing and his mercy. Yes, Lord. You know. Amen. I'm praying for this and not to I'm praying to the five doctors at this moment. I'm praying to the five a whole lot of things at this moment. So to me is give God praise. Praise him in advance. Praise him while you're going through. Sometimes you gotta just you know, we always hear about being prayers prayed up. But we gotta be praised
1: up. Yeah.
2: I'm gonna just be real serious here. Um there are things we I see going on now that so I'm very shocked. And I'm not, but I shouldn't be because, you know, these are the signs of the times. But to me, it's like it's not only just being praised up, prayed up, but we got to be praised up. We got to, we have to be, have a praise in our heart and a praise in our mind. See, it's not only just by showing him,
5: showing that, well,
2: God's the Jehovah Rapha. Oh, we know how to call on him. We can call on for being Jehovah Rapha. We can call on him when we need something. But sometimes, let's not just call on when we need some. Let's call on when we're giving him praise. Let's give him a give him a praise. If it's something you going through in your day, don't give him a praise because you're going through. But when you're not going through, give him a praise. One minute,
5: mm-hmm.
2: one minute of your day to give him a worship and a worship and a praise. See, when you give him a praise, science will tell you your brain is activated beyond the levels. That bogs the mind of scientists and neurologists. Give him praise. Worship puts the mind in. And you just don't know what God has. Our bodies are built for praise, our body is built for worship. We got to take hold of that because we're in a time though, honey, the only praise they going to see is from you. The only worship they're going to see is from you. So I have to give God praise. That's my testimony. But in the midst of my testimony, I'm realizing give God praise in advance. Not because you want something, but just give him praise.
5: Amen. Praise the Lord. And Hallelujah. His Amen. In praise
2: hallelujah. and His worship, you are in His presence and His ever presence is what. Well. We want Him to be Emmanuel. We want Him to walk with us things. We want us want Him to do that. But so if you want to do that and not want something from Him when you do, give Him praise. So that's some testimony. So I want to open up the line. Amen. Uh,
0: the Lord is known for our testimonies and praise
5: reports. Amen. Praise
3: the Lord, saints. Praise, praise the Lord, Lord. prophet.
5: Praise yeah. The Lord. I just want to quickly, just give God the glory, give Him the honor today. Uh, while I was working uh, at noontime, I was able to come to the corner where the prophet meets, and I was able to receive a word the lord a very encouraging word to um to, to stay to uh get out come out from among them and i was able to just praise god while i was driving <laughs> uh i lifted one hand not two but
3: <laughs> yeah. i was,
5: I was uh, able to just uh, there was a guy with me um uh He's from, I forgot what country he's from or whatnot, but I know he thought I was a fool, looking crazy, whatever, just lifting my hands and stuff and just praising God.
6: <laughs>
5: I couldn't talk at certain instances or whatever, but um, uh, I just uh, was just joyful and glad just to be able to interact and engage and to listen, to, to hear in and uh, just to hear a word from the Lord. And I was blessed by that word. I'm not even going to lie. I did play the lottery. Uh-oh. It was 1.3 billion profit. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I And I know I know there's other people on there that played it too. Me too. Yeah. Just yeah. say ouch. 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 A... I don't play that.
7: <laughs> oh, no, I don't play it. Yeah, yeah.
5: You, you, would, you would have to be a fool not to play for 1. Point, one point, <laughs> But at the same time, I understood where the prophet was coming from. But uh, I know if I would have won, uh, that scripture of the wealth of the unrighteous is laid up for the righteous would have came into effect somewhere, and uh, I'm sure there would have been some acceptance as far as 1.3 billion dollars being passed across. Because I know I would have I would have shared if I won. But at the same time, I did listen today, and I, I thank God for that word today, and I. I Encouraging Lord, and I look forward to being there next Monday. Amen. 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 Amen.
2: Oh, I got a funny story about that. One day out <laughs> <Hey>. oh, <my. laughs> I will share about that. Oh. Oh, I got jumped on that one. I'm gonna let that alone. No. <laughs> oh,
5: go. Go ahead. Go there. Go there if you need to. Go there now.
2: Oh, see, y'all, okay. Now, I know I was a little silly, but, you know, sometimes in you're silly, you start laughing after you do it. One time I was going to the casino, right, and I just had it in my mind. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, I, and I don't do casinos. I don't do it that I all. Mean, you know, you go to eat. I mainly eat, and just let everybody else go play. I usually go eat. But anyway, one time, I swear, I was like, you know what? If the righteous is if the mu it's all stored up and they giving all their money away, somebody says I'm part of the righteous, I could go in and put about five dollars in the machine and and pull out the, Cause the money, Hey, they they give their money away, it's stored up. Needless say that daddy it went in, would, thank God <laughs> I went in with my food, my little twenty dollars. Thinking that I was going to go get them, I said, I'm going to make a draw today. I'm going to use the script <clears> to make me a draw. Ooh. <laughs> and my $20 left my hand so fast, I said, yeah, I could have ate with that. I could have ate with that. I'm, I'm I, by I by messed it. my whole day up. And that's what I'm supposed to. But so, I can tell you, me and that scripture a long, long time ago. I just, and, then I started, and then after I did it, I laughed hard at myself. I know I was feeling. But sometimes you got to laugh at yourself. Amen. You know, that's the reason why we go from glory to glory. So, so when God tells you out, go out, repent, and keep it going. Amen. 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 So then we can laugh about it later because this is something bring us into it. It's with as you're growing as a Christian, you're going literally from you know, we said you're going from glory to glory. Sometimes you're going from grace to grace. <laughs> and then you laugh about things later on like, ooh, I think God's laugh <laughs> like saving me, Because you never know what, how God is saving you. You and, you know, especially, especially like I have to say, Powerball with that one point billion, you know, one, that's very um, tempting to be honest. But <clears> any <throat> instance, that's not Powerball, but it's any interest in our lives. That we, can, Amen. That, you know, we can remember when we some of us back in the club days where mm-hmm. you ran to the fight instead of running away from the fight, that you saved up your outfit for Friday night and you took it uh, for Friday and Saturday night, just got paid Friday night. Now, some of us don't remember that. Amen. But that's all about your purpose. That's what God does. He calls you the glory to glory that gives you for your purpose. It shows dimension and then shows you personality and the dimension of your destiny. So you have to learn. Again, we are all we all fall short of the go so we all sin and we all fall short. But <clears throat> it's what God uses us to teach us and then as well to teach others. So <clears throat> so like I said, I laugh about this. now I can laugh about times like that because I know God through his that you know I was I always said I was living on a whole lot of grace. Through God's grace and mercy that He brought us through, Amen. 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 Amen.
0: That's to Elder June. Are you on the line, Elder June? Mm -hmm may have been disconnected
4: because I heard her voice earlier. I
0: did. God, I'm
7: here.
6: Okay, right. I'm here. I'm here, Minister Burton.
7: I'm
1: listening to your joke.
7: Ha!
2: <laughs> <laughs> ha!
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, oh, for grace. the time,
1: Prophet
2: Joseph, he, this joke be hitting home because i be laughing because i said a similar joke, just like he had. i was sitting over like, <laughs> you don't know why you right now because I don't
1: my. <laughs> if i
5: If I would have won the lottery at 900 and some million dollars and I gave a tenth of it and Pastor Moran built a church, everyone would have been at that church.
6: Oh, my God. Oh, if no. You no. We don't believe.
5: I, I, don't, I don't even want to hear it. All of y'all would have been at that church.
6: Praise, <laughs> praise the lord the <laughs>
4: luxury uh-huh.
5: i'm just I'm just saying i just made a statement the lord the Lord is working on me though i I heard the word today the Lord working on me uh, <laughs> bless you, bless the prophet, bless you,
2: prophet,
6: bless
2: you. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I said, y'all don't want me to say amen, amen. So, um, let's now get ready to prepare our hearts and our minds for the word tonight from Elder G. Malcolm. I'm talking that right now, watching your sons, forgive me of my sins, deeds, thoughts, and actions. Anything is not of you, Father God, I do honestly repent, and I receive Mm -hmm. your forgiveness in no other name but the Son's name of Jesus. Oh, Father, you are our everlasting Father. You are our El Shaddai. Yes, you are our Jehovah Rapha. You are our Rabbi, and we give you praise tonight. So, Father God, once again, we are thankful that we came on one accord, one accord to hear, hear, to hear a word, to hear a healing word, a correcting word, mm-hmm. a word of knowledge, Father God, that we can take hide in our hearts and take it among
4: others, Father God. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> So tonight,
4: Father God, I ask you to bless us, Father God. Prepare our
2: hearts. Find a very distraction now in the name of Jesus. Right now, Father God, if you, find mm, a very distraction now in the name of Jesus. Father God, I ask you to prepare our hearts. Father God, if anything that we are holding in our hearts right now, we ask you to release it now in the name of Jesus. Father
1: God, wash
2: us the hearts. <laughs> I know. Father God, we'll offend or we have any wounds that will prevent us to here hear tonight, Father God. I ask you to bind them up with your healing oil and your glory, Father God, so that we may be healed to receive the word tonight, Father God. For tonight, I just got to give you praise, and I give you all the honor. I give you all the praise, and I pray this prayer in no other name, but your son's name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And amen, amen. Amen, amen. amen. Elder June is on her way. Housekeeping rules as always. If you have background noise, please start to mute your line. We would love for you to participate. You can always start six again to unmute your phone. So we want you to participate, but we are... All the lessons are being recorded. So, and they're on, we have people on talk show in various formats. Amen. So, we want them to have a clear recording. Amen. So, if you know, in fact, that you have background noise, please start 6, uh, start six to mute your phone. Amen. Uh, LVU, have your way. Um, praise the
6: Lord. Praise the Good Lord. Good night. Bless, Bless you. you. Hallelujah. Glory to
7: God. We worship the Lord tonight. Hallelujah in the beauty of holiness, for he is so good. Hallelujah. His mercies are everlasting, and his truth endure to all generations. And truly tonight, I am absolutely certain that each and every one of us can say with the songwriter, Oh, 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 but for your grace. Hallelujah. So we thank the Lord tonight for His amazing love and His amazing grace, which has kept us this far, and I am absolutely certain it will take us all the way home. We are safe and we are good in Him. I greet you all in the name of Jesus Christ, and I bless the Lord for His presence. And I thank the Lord for all His abilities and capabilities that He has given unto me, and that he has given me enough wisdom to know that I should acknowledge him and regard him in all my ways. And I just give him all the credit, and I give him all the praise. Greetings to everyone who's on the line tonight, and um, especially if you're here for the first time, uh, welcome you're in the right place at the right time for goodness. God bless you. Um, Tonight, um, I... I am going to speak about uh, a dimension of our human um, body that is not spoken of too much in um, the Ecclesia, but the Lord wanted me to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it tonight. And it is the flesh, the formidable flesh. And we're going to look and see what that means. And I know that conjure Negative connotation in many people's mind, and that's why we don't um, we don't talk about it. Uh, over to God! But tonight we're gonna take a, a
1: little
7: um, detailed look at the flesh to know how it figure in our the definition of well being, what is man, which is what we're currently um, studying. Um, the subtopic: What is man under the general topic of people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, hallelujah, glory to God, I'm going to read two scriptures because um, my thoughts are going to be based mainly on those two scriptures tonight, but after I read two scriptures on which I'm going to base my thoughts, I'm going to read some some other scriptures because last week I did give um, homework assignment and um, we're going to read some scriptures, I'm going to read some scriptures. From the homework assignment because I did it too. I did the assignment myself. So I'm going to read a a few scriptures um, that will be pertinent to the lesson tonight. In Jesus' name. So the first lesson, the first scripture that I am going to read is taken from Galatians 2, verse 20. And um, I am going to take the time to read it. I'll um, do it is in my head, but I'll read it. Galatians 2, verse 20. Let me make sure I have it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, is everybody fine tonight? How is everybody?
4: Praise God. I'm good.
7: Praise God. Praise
4: God. Praise God. Uh, Galatians 2, verse 20. Amen.
1: Praise God. Most of the time I don't take the time to read the text
4: online
7: because it takes me a little while to find it. Um, Galatians 2 verse 20, read as I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. He loved me and gave himself for me. And the the one word that I want you to keep in mind, um, from Galatians 2, verse 20, is the word flesh. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I love the word nevertheless. I can write an old sort of encyclopedia and that one word, but that's not what we're doing tonight. <laughs> so just um, flesh
1: flesh flesh and I'm gonna read Galatians five verses sixteen to seventeen. So Galatians five, five, sixteen and seventeen read as follows
7: This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and they are contrary the one to the other, so that he cannot do the things that he, he would. <laughs> and the word that I want you to take note in those two, verse, two verses um, are spirit and um, flesh. Let us walk in the spirit in verse 16. And you should not fall for the love of the flesh. And if you underline your text, you can underline spirit and flesh. And then uh, verse seventeen says the flesh, the love of it against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and they are contrary to one to the other. So um Hello, I have one don't fit in
0: my ears. So um
7: if you Continue reading Galatians 5. Let me me tell you the verses since I'm here
1: reading. Galatians 5, verses uh, 17. Verse 19.
0: From verse 19 to, to
7: 21, you will see some manifestations of what, the Bible calls it works of the flesh, and um if you read from twenty two to twenty three you will see oh, what the Bible defines as the fruit of the spirit and I'm not going to read those, and I'm not really going to talk about those tonight. Um, I just wanted to know that there you're not too familiar with um with um, Galatians five because it is um it was dedicated um, for you to identify with your own self um, what side of the border you're on, if you're manifesting the flesh or if you're bearing um, fruit. And, and verse 24 of Galatians 5 says, And they that are Christ I have crucified the flesh with the affections and love. And 25 says, If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So from those verses um you should be able to have um a starting point in the Bible to what I am going to um, say tonight. So as I said, according to our homework, I don't know how many did homework last week, but I did ask um I did ask and did encourage um For you all to go through the scriptures, those who were here last week, and see how many um, scriptures you could find that talk about either in Christ or by Christ or through Christ, uh, um, those terms that link um, Christ um, to us. And I'm just going to read a few other verses. I found 253 um scriptures that um could be interpreted um to show that we have a direct relationship with christ hallelujah and um i have i
1: i wrote a few notes.
7: Um sinal call on the line. Could you could you all give me one second please to do something here, please? Mm-hmm.
4: Praise God. Praise God. It Praise is. God. <clears> throat> Praise throat> God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
6: Hallelujah.
0: Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah.
6: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm.
0: Hallelujah.
4: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you,
7: Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for trying. Okay, thank you. Hallelujah, Praise Go
4: God. Oh. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, oh!
7: But for your grace, <laughs> Hallelujah. So the first question I'm going to read from our homework section. Um, I I do hope that um, at least one other person will remember to do this and 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 did it. Hallelujah. Go Amen. To God. I did it. Praise God, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. So I, I have comradeship tonight. So we should pray over ten thousand, Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Um, the, the first one I'm going to read is Acts chapter two, verse thirty-eight. I'm not going to comment on the scriptures. I'm simply going to read them a little bit, right there with I'm Not, I'm not particularly teaching these scriptures. I just, I just want to, to, to read them because embedded in them um, is the knowledge and the understanding of what um, what the Holy Ghost um, will say through me tonight about the flesh and, and the spirit. Glory to God. So Acts 2.38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So that's a starting point. in what you can call um, your new life in Christ or um, life in the the Spirit. And the Bible says that we must walk in the Spirit, and so according to Acts 2.38, that's how you actually get in the Spirit of Christ, is to be baptized um, into into His name. And I know sometimes we're in church, and... um, Somebody get very spirited, and we say that they're in the spirit. We do use a term like that, in the spirit, if if somebody gets spirited and starts to run around the place and all that. But that's not what I'm talking about tonight. I'm, I'm not talking about um, being um invigorated by by the spirit, even the spirit of Christ. I'm not talking about being invigorated. I'm, I'm just talking about a lifestyle. I'm talking about uh, adopting a lifestyle of manifesting um, the spirit of Christ on on a daily basis, Uh, or according to Paul in Galatians, um, bearing or manifesting the fruit of the spirit. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about being spirited, although I have no problem with being spirited, just that's not what I'm talking about um, tonight. So I'm also going to read Romans 6, verse 3. And Romans six verse three says, "Know you not that so many of us, as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized unto his death? So that's how you get into Christ by baptizing. And once you're baptized into Christ, all what Jesus Christ went through and all what he experienced, it's it's credited, it's credited to your to your account. It, when Jesus was on the cross, it was as if." Um, you were on the cross. And and when you get baptized um, in Jesus' name, it's um, it's consolidating that you're participating in his his death and his burial and his resurrection. Glory to God. I'm also going to read on Romans Romans 6, verse 11. It says, Likewise, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 8, verse 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And as I'm reading through the scriptures, what I want you to note is that the Bible always makes a contrast between the flesh and the spirit. Almost always um, the Bible does not speak about the flesh by itself. It, it, it always It's always in a contrast um, between it and the spirit. So Romans 8, verse 2 says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ, in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death, the law of the spirit of life in Christ made me free from the law of sin and death. And you could you could um interpret the law of sin and death to be the flesh.
0: Glory to God.
1: Um
0: verse 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 one, Romans eight, verse one so there is no condemnation Those who
7: are in Christ Jesus, who are not after the spirit, not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And verse 2 says, For the law of life, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And Romans 8, verse 9 says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. I just want to first clause you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if the Spirit of God dwell in you. Glory to God and now romans and the next verse says and if christ be in you that's romans 8 verse 10 and if christ be in you the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness verse 11 says but if the spirit of him that raised up jesus from the dead dwell in you he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. And the word that I want you to take note of in Romans 8 verse 11 is um, your mortal bodies. Glory to God. because says, um, before I am through, I should show you pretty clearly that there is a scriptural difference between your mortal body and what the Bible calls the flesh. Uh, Romans 8, verse 39 says, Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So again, if you are in Christ Jesus, then you are in God, and um, your position in Christ is pretty solid and secure, and no one can separate you from from God. Hallelujah, glory to God. Romans 9, verse 1 says, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. And I want you to underline conscience because I'm going to bring it into play. Um, you know, again, I did, I did speak about the conscience before, but I'm just going to show you where how it plays up a part in tonight's lesson about the flesh. So this is when we speak in Christ, we always speak the truth. And the Bible says we must worship God in spirit and in truth. Um, the truth part is in Christ. Jesus Christ is truth. He says, I am the way, the truth. So if you I'm gonna make a very didactic statement and um It doesn't matter if somebody controverses it because um, it's it's didactic. I'm taking it straight from the scriptures. I'm not even analyzing it. I'm just taking it straight from the scriptures. Jesus says, I am the truth. And um, the scripture that I read earlier says that you need to be baptized into Christ to put on Christ. So I can say from the scriptures that if I am not baptized into Christ, I am not in truth because Jesus Christ is truth. And in order to put him put him on, you have to baptize into him. If I'm not baptizing to Christ, then I'm, I'm, I am not in truth. If I am not in truth, I would have quite a task on my hand to worship God in spirit and in truth, because I am not in truth. And there's no way I can be doing something in truth if I don't have truth. Uh, many times we say we say we say these words because they're common. They're commonplace to all vocabulary like love or save, um, but we don't really take the time to really look into them and see really what what they're saying. And sometimes we look, I myself, sometimes I look and I don't like what I see. And um, very often I can't rest the Christ. I don't really like this scripture. I don't really like what it means. But because it is truth, then I, I accept it. Um, I don't see where God tells me I have to love everything that is in the Bible. Um, I just have to accept it and obey it. Um, I just have to consent that it is truth. I have to consent that it is righteousness. I have to consent that it is holy. I have to consent that it's the best that God has for us. But I don't have to say, like, I really, really love it. I really, really like it. Because many scriptures make... Um, much demand on us. Sometimes Jesus Christ speaks some very hard things and sometimes Paul who wrote a major part of the New Testament um, says some very hard things. And I'm not going to pre- pretend. I'm not going to pretend. But I'm excited about everything that Paul says. Uh, I'm just going to confess that I believe it, I receive it, and I will do it. But <laughs> not necessarily mean I'm excited about it. So, um Romans twelve verse five says, So we being many are one body in Christ. And I just want you to underline your take note of um we are one one body in Christ. Hallelujah, glory to God. And um and understand that in Christ we need each other to get to where we are going. In in Christ, we need each other to complete our journey. No one person can make it um, all by themselves um, into glory, into the kingdom of God. Pastor Marine, said that she was um, edifying us yesterday and that is so true. We need each other to survive. We need each other to make it into God's eternal kingdom. Sometimes when I hear a person says, I am the church, I usually question and say, what do you mean by that? That You are the church. There is no I am the church. You could say we are the church, but it can't be I am the church. All by yourself, you cannot be the church. Um, You are the church is a body. And a body has more than one member. So we have to get our vocabulary right. Because sometimes what we speak gets us in trouble. So we are the church. We are the, the, the body of Christ and we need each other and each of us needs to know what our roles are and, and fulfill our roles so that what you have for me, according to Ephesians chapter 4, um, body is supply, it, it's compacted by that which each member supplies. So what the Lord has given to me to supply to the body, I should freely supply, freely I receive, freely I give, and um, what the Lord has um, implanted in you to supply to the body, then you supply it. And as we all supply what the Lord has, that's in Ephesians, um, chapter 4. As we all supply what God gives us to supply, then the body um, it, um, is compacted together and, and, and grow up into a, a living or a lively house that can accommodate, can accommodate um, others who want to get saved, sinners who want to repent and become members of the body of Christ. Now, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2 says, unto the church of God which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. So, in Christ, you are sanctified. Um, There is no sanctification outside of Christ. Um, Sanctification is vital to walking in the Spirit and bearing fruit. If there's no sanctification, then by default, because there's only two sides. I'm not going to teach a middle ground. I'm teaching you're either um, in the flesh or you're either in the spirit. You're either manifesting the work of the flesh um, and the wages for that is death, or you are bearing the fruit of the spirit and the reward for that is life. I don't do middle ground. I'm very clear-cut. I'm black or white. It's It's one or the other. Hallelujah, glory to God. And I know when I teach like this, a lot of people ask me, so what about my grandmother who was this and my grandmother who was that? And I usually ask, is the person you're asking me about dead, and if the person is dead, I will enter into no conversation about a dead person. It doesn't matter anymore, a person is dead. So don't ask me about you, but don't ask me about dead people, because neither you nor I can do anything about our dead people. They're already dead. If they didn't make it, they didn't make it. If they made it, we think that they made it. He that is filthy shall be filthy still, and he that is holy shall be holy still. Always the time talking about dead people. You just pray to God that they make it. Oh, well, 1 Corinthians um, 1 verse to it them that you have to be
1: sanctified. And the way to be sanctified is to be in Christ Jesus.
0: And First um, Corinthians 1, verse 10, the verse 10 I want to read.
7: Yeah, First Corinthians 1, verse 10 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no division among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. So, again, in Christ, the way how you can identify if you're in Christ or if you're walking in the Spirit is if you, um, if you're bearing the fruit of oneness. If in the church if in the church I mean your local congregation or any other um, body of people that you gather together with as Christians, if you fellowship well, you're at peace um, again if the fruit of the spirit is being born then then you then you um can be assured that the Lord Jesus that you're in Christ Jesus are you' walking in are walking in the spirit. And um, for everyone who's in the church, the Bible requires that we be in the same mind and in the same judgment. And and, and um, in case you were wondering earlier, what do I mean by when I says I don't um, really um, get excited about everything in the Bible, this is one of those scriptures that I don't really get excited about. Um, Um, Another one is that I must love my enemy. I don't really get excited about that. I just do it. But this scripture here says that I must be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment, and we must all speak the same. thing. Now, because I'm a practical person, and I take the Bible practically, I expect that with every single person that I worship with, in my local congregation, this should, this should prove true in our relationship. No matter how different or how contrary or how diverse this congregation might be, um, before we leave the earth, I mean before we die, we we, we need to become perfect. It says perfectly. Perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment, and we must all speak the same thing. You know, I do counseling in the church also, and it is very sad to see even spouses, wife and husband, or in the same congregation, under the same pastorship. Um, wife and husband who drive in the same car at the church they'll not even begin in any shape or form to accomplish this let alone me and everybody else who were coming from such a diverse background hallelujah glory to God we're supposed to accomplish this wife and husbands fight all the way to church and they fight all the way back and they fight all the way through but they're members of the same church. They're under the same pastoral leadership. And um, I'm saying to the Lord, if wife and husband who are intimate to each other have problems being perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment, um, some wife and husband don't agree on anything at all. Um, how, how, how are we? How are we? Um, the members of the body of Christ supposed to accomplish this and, and that's a valid question to God and each and every one of us need to ask God that question um, because the only time you're going to get the answer um, is if you ask the question and this question is um, need to be asked this question is begging to be asked because Each and every one of us need the answer to be fulfilled in us individually because it is by the fulfillment of these scriptures in you that you're going to prove that you're bearing the fruit of the Spirit and that you're walking in the Spirit. Now, Christianity is not a talking thing. Christianity is a, is a living lifestyle. Um, I could open my mouth and say, I am saved all I want to say. it. I could go on top of my roof and shout it out to everybody with a loudspeaker. I am saved, I am saved. But if when my spirit is matched against scriptures like First Corinthians chapter 10 and I fall flat on my face, then um, all what I said with my mouth is in vain glory to God and these are the scriptures that we need to live up to not just to be able to go to church Sunday the morning and to put on clergy and put on a collar around our neck and to be able to say praise the Lord with a smile on our face um, no that those are, not, that's, those are not the things that God is going to um, um, evaluate us by those are not the things you're supposed to use to, uh, to evaluate your own self if you're in this spirit or not. What you need is to evaluate yourself are scriptures like these. And um, you have to be very honest with
0: yourself. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hello. <laughs> Amen, amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's just give it a moment. We have a slight technical difficulties here for one moment.
2: Amen.
3: Amen. Let's well, see, amen.
2: give a moment. Give Ellen a moment. Get back on. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. All uh, right, Zelda June is coming Praise
2: back. Praise the Lord. Praise
0: the Lord.
2: I'm Good back.
7: <laughs> Sorry,
1: about Sorry about that. that.
7: <laughs> one of these days, we will get a victory. <laughs> Glory to God. So as I was saying, um, it's a scripture like First Corinthians chapter 10 that we need to evaluate ourselves by. And um, it is each and every one of us responsibility to do this evaluation. We can't wait for the pastor to evaluate evaluate us. We can't wait for the evangelist or the elder. We just have to daily look into our spirit and see how we match up the scriptures like these. And I'm just going to let you know that at first, when you start to examine um, yourself, you're not going to match up. None of us are born matched
4: up (laughs) to the Word of God.
7: We're all born or conceiving iniquity and and, and, and um, conceiving sin and treatment iniquity. But as you when you were born again in Christ, as I said, um, from Acts chapter two verse thirty eight, where I started to read, um, you received a new life in Christ. Um, as you go as you go day by day in the Lord, you're supposed to see um fruit of growth. It's supposed to see the fruit of the Spirit um, bearing in your life. You're supposed to see that. Um, If you don't see it, then you need to stop and go to the Lord and say, plain, straight, you need to let me know. You need to let me know why am I not seeing the fruit. Um, when When I first started for the Holy Ghost, when I was instructed about what the Holy Ghost was and how to receive the Holy Ghost, and I accepted what was told to me, and I thought I obeyed perfectly what was told to me, how to do it, and I didn't speak in tongues. I did get the summer and listen, but I didn't speak in tongues. So the next day, as soon as I was um, settled again in myself, I said to the Lord, I was told to, to, to hold on with this certain position, and I repeated what to the Lord when I was told. And I said, I obeyed. And I was told if I obeyed, if I accept and I obeyed, I will receive the Holy Ghost. No, I accepted, I obeyed, I didn't receive the Holy Ghost. What happened? And the Lord told me exactly why I didn't receive the Holy Ghost. And I was a very young Christian. I was a new Christian. But um, uh, that's how I maintain my relationship with anybody. I will tell you upfront if I'm not understanding you. I will tell you upfront if I think you need to come back into your senses. And um, so I did the same thing with the Lord. I said, "What happened?" And and he told me why I didn't receive the Holy Ghost. And then as soon as I cleared up with him, I started to speak in tongues. So these are the scriptures that you need to go to the Lord and say, "Look, I've been saved five years. I've been saved ten years. I've been saved fifteen years. I've been saved thirty years." And I can't find anybody in the church to agree with. I don't feel like I am saved. I don't see any fruit of the Spirit in my life. I am not growing. I have the same propensities um, before I got saved. I still act like my grandmother. I still talk like my auntie. What's happening to me? Um, You can't afford to wait until after you die or until Christ comes to have these sort of conversations with God. You have to self-examine on a daily basis, and you need to have these sort of conversations with God. And the reason why you need to have these conversations is because these things cannot be accomplished naturally or in the face what the Scripture is asking. What the Scripture is asking, you definitely have to be in the Spirit. You have to be in Christ, and you have to be in the Spirit and you have to walk in the spirit daily. This is not something that anybody can do in the flesh or do naturally. We can pretend I've it done. We can pretend. We can, we can do the church thing. We can put on the right clothes, and we can go to church, and we could act out the charade. But I would know that I am just acting, and God knows I'm just acting. So in the end, it's unprofitable um, to act. Right? Not saying, I'm not saying anybody's being an hypocrite. I'm just saying we're acting. Um, glory to God. And we might not know any better because maybe our poor parents before us were acting, so we just learn how to act in church. But I said we need to read the scriptures and we need to self-examine and we need to see where we're at. And we, we need to see what system we're subscribing to. Are we subscribing to the flesh? Or are we bearing fruit of this spirit glory to God First Corinthians 1 verse 30 says but of him are you in Christ Jesus who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption so again if you're in Christ if you're in Christ Christ is wisdom righteousness sanctification and redemption if you're in Christ so are you. You are wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Um, if you don't see the manifestation of these things in your life, then you need to have conversation with God and Christ Jesus. You need to set aside some time and tell God, I would like to have an audience with you. I want to speak to you about 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30, because everything I do looks foolish. Nothing works out. And you said, if I am in Christ, then Christ is made unto me wisdom. And look, every decision I make falls flat. Everything I decide, nothing works out. Everything looks like I'm a foolish person. So I would like to have a conversation with you, and I'm going to set aside the time and just tell everybody. Like I would need to put Jalan away with somebody and <laughs> just tell everybody I am going to be out of commission for this day. Nobody look for me. Nobody try to talk to me because I'm going to be having a conversation with God. And I just want to ask that why does everything that I do um, doesn't work out? Why does it look like I don't have any sense? Um, why does it look like I don't know you? Why doesn't my life reflect who you are when I am in you? I am walking in the spirit. And you, God made you my wisdom. So why can't I be sensible? And God made you my righteousness, so why can't I stop sinning? And God made you my sanctification, so why am I not holy in my thoughts? And God made you my redemption, so why am I still hanging out where the unsaved hang out, and I love to hang out there? Why do I hide and go do un- things that people who don't know you do. And as I said, don't wait for anybody to watch you or to call you on these things. You know you. You're the only one who is with you 24-7. And I'm always always with myself. Nobody can watch me better than I can watch myself. So I don't wait for anybody to come and call me and stuff. I watch my own self, and I check out the, the scriptures. And I'm, I am very quick to say to the Lord, my life don't measure up to that. <laughs> so can you please help me, Lord, because um, I do want when you look at me you see yourself. I do want to mirror you. I don't want to mirror any other spirit except you. And those are the conversations that you have with your Father in heaven, you have with Christ, to make certain that you are growing in the spirit. Um, 2nd Corinthians 3 verse 3 says for as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us written not with ink but with the spirit of the living God not in tables of stone but in the Fleshy tables of the heart and I want you to underline fleshy tables of the heart. And it's fleshy is F L E S H Y, not F L E S H L Y. Because although it's just one little difference, that L make a hell of a difference in the two words. Okay? They're not the same thing. One is fleshy, one is fleshly. Now fleshly is the is what I'm talking against tonight.
1: Um,
7: fleshly um, signifies the work of the flesh, which Galatians, I told you to read them in Galatians chapter 19 there, those evil things. Fleshy means that um, it pertains to the body, or that which is natural. Not necessarily sinful, but does it pertains to the body. So our heart, our heart is made of flesh, the material for a natural heart. Is made of flesh, so it's fleshy. We have a fleshy heart, but you must not have a fleshly heart because if you have a fleshly heart, it means that it's doing from the heart. It's occupying with evil things. So let me read that verse again. Second Corinthians 3, verse 3. For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ ministered by us. That means when people look at us, they're supposed to be reading the scriptures. When people look at us, they're supposed to be reading Christ.
0: So we're walking in the spirit. Now, such epistles are not written with ink on paper. But we are written with the spirit of the living God
7: not on tables of stone like God wrote the first ten commandments, but in our heart. God is writing his own self in our heart. God writes his words in our heart. So David says, I wrote I hid in my heart that I sin not against thee. So if you want to take an take a Old Testament support text, so you can use that one from Psalms 119. Um, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 14 says, but their minds were blinded, for until this day remain the same veil, untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. So, if we're in Christ, we are light. We're not in darkness. We're not under a veil. We're not under a bushel. We are the light of the world. We sit on a candlestick. If we're in the flesh, the opposite is true. If we're in the flesh, we walk in darkness, and we hide, and we do our business at night. You know, we're not in the light. Second um, Corinthians 4, verse 4 says, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glory of the gospel of Christ, with the image of God, should shine unto them. So that is just supporting what I, what I just said. Um Second Corinthians 3, verse 14, and Second Corinthians 4, verse 4, um, are supporting, supporting scriptures. So Second Corinthians 4, verse 4 says, Christ is the image of God. So if we are in Christ, then without any controversy, we are in the image of God. Let me say that again. According to 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4, Christ is the image of God. So earlier when I was teaching about man being made in the image and likeness of God, I said some folks believe that God does not have an image, while Second Corinthians four verse four differs, beg to differ with that thought. God does have an image. (laughs) Hallelujah. And um, the express image of God's person was shown forth in Jesus Christ. When Jesus was here, Jesus is the express image of God. So Christ is the image of God. Second Corinthians 4, verse 4. Christ is the image of God. So if we are in Christ, if we're in Christ, then we also become the image of God. If we're one with Christ, then naturally by default we also are the image of God. Um, if we're not conscious, if we're not conscious of the position that God has put us in, we will continue walking in the flesh. And I'm telling you all what, The flesh, not all. I'm just telling you enough of what the flesh is before I really tell you, define it in what it is, what it is. I'm telling you the manifestation of it. And then I'm going to give you the definition. I'm going to identify it so that you will be able to identify it when it it tries to manifest Um, because the flesh loves to manifest. According to Galatians 5, it's true. The flesh loves to manifest. The flesh is not humble. And Jesus like doesn't like to keep quiet. And it manifests in our members, it manifests in our bodies. So we have to we have to understand it. Um to make sure that it doesn't. Let's let me see if I if I okay, yes, I have one other. I think I have two more that I want to read. Um, second Corinthians five verse nineteen. It says, Second Corinthians, and you all know the popular one, right? Second Corinthians 5, verse 17, I dealt with that last week. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things pass away. All things have become new if you're in Christ, if you're in the Spirit. The flesh doesn't have any part with you. You're a new creature. The things of the flesh have passed away, and now you're walking a new life in the Spirit. Okay, so Second Corinthians 5, verse 19 says, To wit that God was in Christ. Reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So God was in Christ. And again, if we're in Christ, then we have the same place in God that Jesus had. We're endued with power from an eye, um, power and authority. Uh, We we are endued with power from an eye, and we have authority to carry out the same work of reconciliation that started in Jesus. As a matter of fact, it started in Jesus, and it's going to be concluded in us if we're in Christ, if we're in the Spirit. The same work of reconciliation that Jesus started when he was here that is being carried carried out in us and will be um, concluded in us. And, and that is why um, we absolutely cannot... Um, Bear fruit in the spirit, in, in the flesh. Bear, do the works of the flesh. You have to bear fruit in the spirit. We cannot do the work of the flesh. So we cannot do both at the same time. Second um, Corinthians twelve verse two says, uh, "Paul is speaking. He says he knew a man in Christ about fourteen years ago. Whether that man was in the body or out of the body, he cannot tell. But such that man was caught up to the third, to the third heavens." Um, when uh, he's talking about himself, um, it was it was he himself that was caught up to the third heavens. But when you come to such wisdom and understanding about the flesh and the spirit, um, your vocabulary your vocabulary is is the same um, as Christ as how Christ would speak. So that's why Paul say it this way um, because as long as you're in this body, this body of clay that we're in, then we understand, you will understand, and we'll understand that we cannot take any credit. Even when Jesus was here on the earth, although Jesus' body was not after Adam's fallen fallen race, um, when Jesus was here on the earth, he took no credit, he took no credit, for anything that he did on the earth in his body, he took no credit. And so if we're in Christ, we will have the same wisdom. No matter what God will do in our body, we will take no credit. We will know that it is a spirit that is doing everything. So Paul's vocabulary says um, this man was caught up into the third heavens and um with such an experience, he didn't stop to he didn't he didn't he didn't stop the check. What form he was in, he was he was just um, basking in the experience that he that he was having. That um, he was fully conscious that he was a man, and he was not on the earth. He was fully conscious that he was a man in heaven, and so he spoke with um, Abraham and the other folks that he saw, and he came back to the earth. When, when that experience was was finished, he came back to the earth, and he said he cannot he cannot tell us anything that he, And of yes, his discussion or conversation he had because it's not lawful to repeat those things on the earth, and that's another scripture that I don't like. <laughs> I, I don't read any... I don't say ole over that scripture. I would love for Paul to have said exactly what the discussion that we had. In in the third heavens and who he had it with, but he said no, it wasn't lawful to repeat those things. I I read that scripture just to let let to remind myself and to let and to remind those who already know on the line and to to alert anybody who might not have considered it, considered it before that um, when you're walking in the spirit on the earth, when your life is in the spirit, there's no limitation to you. There's no limitation even between earth and heaven. And so that is where we should, be. We, should be. we should be heading. That's the goal and the aim that we should have, that even before we are raptured, even before Christ would come again, that right here on this earth we should begin to walk in our eternal life and, um, and to make certain that there is no hindrance between us and God. Now, whatever God wants to do with us, He will be able to do because we will be in the Spirit, and in the Spirit there is no separation between us and God. And um, wherever God wants to send us, and whatever work God would want us to do, we we would be able to do it. So, the entire Bible, um, I chose those scriptures, but there's to, to read tonight. But those are not the only scriptures. That, that's just a little drop in the bucket. I just um, read those to sort of inspire you um, to go back to the scriptures and to begin to look at the scriptures um, to identify your own self if you're in the flesh or if you're in the spirit. The scripture is a mirror, and the scripture will identify to you where you're at. And so when somebody looks at you and says, you're acting so holy, holy, You don't have to say to them, it's not an act, it's a lifestyle. You don't have to say that, but that's what it would be. It wouldn't be an act. It would be your lifestyle. It wouldn't be a pretense. It would be your real life. And um, Christ expects us to do like that. Christ expects us to accomplish that dimension, that dimension in him and in the realm of the spirit. And so... um, we need to be busy. We need to get very busy. Apart from fighting devils and overcoming the world, we need to get busy with our own personal self, our own personal being, making certain that we're walking in the spirit. So we don't have time to waste. As saints of God and Christians, we have no time to waste on the earth. We have so um, so much things to do that um, sometimes I wonder how folks find time for gossip and all the other stuff that, that 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 they find time to do. Because it's already January the 11th, after 10. In a couple of hours, less than two hours, it's going to be January the 12th. I have not yet finished digesting my Christmas dinner, and it's January the 12th. So, so we don't have time to waste. It's very scary how quickly time is going, and I look at myself and I say, "God, there's still so much work to be done uh, on me." And I'm not, and I'm not sweating it because it's Christ that's doing the work. But I'm still very conscious that there's still so much work to be done on me. And I look in the world and I say, "Oh my God, the world is getting so, so, um, so, so evil." And I look in the church and I say, "The church is um, so, so asleep." And 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 so I realize that um, there is no time to waste. There is not a moment to waste. There's not a moment to lose. Uh, We should be busy, extremely busy doing the work of God. So having read all those scriptures, if we're in the same room, you would probably ask me, so what is the flesh? And I want you to know that the flesh is not your body your body, the material of your body is flesh. Yes, the Bible does call it flesh. That's what I read in um, Galatians 2 verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live but the life which I now live in the flesh. Okay, that, it says the flesh, that's my body. The life that I'm now living in this body, I'm living by the grace of the Son of God.
5: Um, The English
7: language is um, a little bit handicap in that we use the same words for a completely different context and completely different meaning of things. Right? It's the same word. So one of those words is the word flesh. Um, flesh in the scriptures means both your body, and it means
0: a system of government that man inherited when Adam sin. The flesh as the Bible um, defines it using
7: the Galatians scripture, walk in the spirit you should not suffer the loss of the flesh. Flesh in that text the Galatians five sixteen scripture, flesh in that text is not your body. So in Galatians two twenty, I'm telling you again, I'm repeating myself. In Galatians two twenty, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ who liveth in me, and the life which I know live in the flesh. That word flesh there means in your body. The life that I now live in this body. But however, in Galatians 16, when it says walk in the spirit, you don't fulfill the love of the flesh, flesh in that sentence is not your body. It's um it's the nature of sin. It's your it's it's the propensity or the laws that governs disobedience to God. Now before Adam and Eve sin, that was not a part of um mankind. It wasn't a part of our makeup. We had um a spirit, a soul and a body. We had no flesh and we had no conscience. We didn't need it. We were innocent and um
0: with God, living with God. After man's sin, however, that's what that what sin does. Sin planted a new system of government
7: in our heart. So the flesh resides in our heart, in this natural fleshy heart. And so that's why our heart can be fleshly because the flesh dwells in our heart. The heart I told you before is the center of our being. So when man sin, everything converges on the heart. For heart, that's why we have a sort of problem with our heart. Our kind have heart attack. Our heart does a lot of stuff. And, and it is an organ made of flesh. You have to take good care of your heart. You need to read material and how to keep your heart healthy and follow it. Your heart does a lot of work. Your heart has a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of things to work through, a lot of things that you have to accomplish. Because I told you um, before that your soul also resides in your heart. It receded to your heart when man, when man sinned, when Adam sinned. So this organ we have in the center of our being that is called the heart, it is a natural organ that pumps our blood through our body. That's what it does for our body. But this system that the Bible calls the flesh that um the government or the laws and the rules by which um no no you can use the term human being, because when man sin and um and, and incorporated sin in 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 his bloodstream. With with sin in the bloodstream came the emergence of what the Bible
0: called the flesh, and um, the the duty of the flesh is to afflict
7: man, the mind of man, and the heart of man with desire to lust after worldly things are evil things are devilish things. Um, the work of the flesh is to um keep keep man is to keep man hungering or lusting, or lusting for the things that are not of God. Like evil thought to that. So so lust is not on the outside of us. We don't have to go anywhere looking for it. Lust is internal. Lust is innate. Uh, we're born with it. Whether we want it or we don't want it, it's born in us. We we, we lust after, um, after things that we ought not to lust after. So that's why now the Bible, God through Paul says, if we walk in the spirit then the lust of the flesh no matter how persuasive it might be, no matter how influential it might be, it will not have any dominion over us. And if the Lord allow me to continue talking about the flesh next week, I will I will give you more scriptures to show you that although um the flesh have such um uh prominent position in our being like in our heart, we don't have to obey it. The Bible says that plainly we don't have to obey the dictates of the um of the flesh. The flesh laid on rules and it laid on laws and um Whatever the flesh wants, the flesh wants it like right now. The flesh don't say, okay, I am making you this offer and I'm giving you a week to go and think about it and then come back and let me know if you want to do it. No, that's not how the flesh operates. The flesh makes you believe you want it now like, as a matter of fact, you wind it yesterday and you have to do it now. You don't you're not allowed to go think about it. Um the flesh will make you believe if you don't do it right now, you're gonna lose something, you lose something valuable that you cannot recapture. But all that is a lie. The flesh lies. So the Bible says this is how in Galatians five, um, the Lord show us how we can know in our own self if the flesh is getting the better of us, if the lust of the flesh is being fulfilled in us. And so um, Paul tells us that we must crucify, crucify the flesh. So that's why I'm telling you, the flesh is not your body. It's not to go out and kill yourself or commit suicide. It says to crucify the flesh with its affection and love. And um, an accompanying scripture to crucify the flesh is mortify the deeds of your members. So that means um, through the spirit, you have to keep your body under control, control of the spirit, because if you don't keep your body under control of the spirit, then your body will become an agent of the flesh to do all manner of evil, and um, I don't really have to point out evil to you because um, you're quite sober, you're quite conscious, and you're in the world, and you hear the news, and you see what goes on around us, um, the world. The heart of man is getting desperately wicked and the world is just getting a scary place to, um, to live in. I can understand why people who don't know Christ would think of committing suicide because the world is just a scary place to wake up in every day and, and, to, and to live in. So in looking at man, we already established that man consists of a body, a soul, and a spirit. And Paul says in First Thessalonians, 5, verse 23, that he wished those three dimensions of our being would be whole, W-H-O-L-E, and that we would remain blameless until Christ comes. So that is settled. And now tonight, I'm telling you that there's another element to our being. It is called the flesh. It resides in our heart. So the heart, it does a physical job of pumping blood through our system. Our life is in our blood. The Bible said the life of the flesh is in the blood. Now, the life of the flesh, I mean the life of our body, is in our blood. And so our blood, our heart, pump our blood through all our cells and our, our, our organs to keep our body alive. And then our heart also house our soul. I told that's where our soul, is. that's why our heart is called the soul of our being at the center of our being. Our soul resides there. And because our soul resides there, then evil was certain to put the flesh there also, to, to make certain that the soul um, does not get any idea to, um, to associate with the spirit of God. So the flesh is set in your heart to prevent your soul from pledging allegiance um, to God. And sometimes with some folks, the flesh does win that battle, and sometimes it loses. And so I'm praying tonight that for everyone who is on the line, that between your soul and your flesh, um, not between your soul, between your spirit and your flesh that is fighting for your soul, that the spirit of God will win. I am praying tonight, because the soul, the soul is sort of a neutral entity. And your soul will go in eternity according to what decisions you make. If you make decisions to manifest the lust of the flesh, your soul will go to hell. If you make a decision that you will bear the fruit of the spirit, then your soul will go to heaven. Um, this is a decision that you have to that you have to make as to where you want the soul your soul to spend eternity. Um, the body, the body that we're in, the body and everything physical about us signifies our outer man. That's what the Bible calls it, the outer man. Or the old man, the outer man. Um, it's physical to the touch and it's visible to the natural to the natural eye. And um and then we have what the Bible calls our inner man.
0: And our inner man is our soul. And our soul um, make decisions
7: by our spirit. Our spirit is a mind of our soul, I told you um, last week. And so now today I just want to let you
0: know that there is other entity that is called the flesh. The flesh is never up to any good. The flesh is Contrary to the spirit
7: and their enemies to each other. And so by your heart and by your natural mind and by the mind of your soul, which is your spirit, you're supposed to make a decision. You're supposed to make a decision to crucify the flesh with its affection and lust. You're just supposed to make a decision that although sin resides in your natural body, you will not obey it until fulfilling the desires of the flesh. That's a decision that you have to make. Nobody can make it for you. Parents cannot make it for their children beyond a certain age. Once they get to the age of reckoning, they have to make their own decision. We can make it up to a certain point, and we can take them to church. We can teach them the scriptures. We can teach them how to fast and pray. But there will come a time in our children's life where they will decide by themselves if they're going to reciprocate what they're taught in the scriptures, how to walk in the spirit and and, and, and deny the lust of the flesh, or if they're going to go after the flesh. And we have to bathe our children in prayer and fasting and all of that stuff. Um, but nonetheless, there will come a time where they're going to have to decide. Just like, oh, we had to decide. I had to decide. You had to decide. Our children are going to have to decide. So we need to – the Bible the Bible gave us a nice promise, and I love that scripture. I love it to my heart. The Bible gave us a nice promise in, in Proverbs um, 22. It says, train up the child in the way he shall grow and when he's old. He will not depart. And um, what I take from that scripture that I'll share with you is, if we find the way which the child should go, parents have a pretty tough job to figure figure that out for each and every child. If, if 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 we if we know the way, if we realize the way for each child and train them up in that way, then God give us a promise. I guarantee that the child will not depart. But that child will still have to make a decision. It's just that when he comes to make a decision because he was brought up in the way, then um, he will make a decision to stay to stay with Christ or to stay with God and not to go after the things of the world. And then um, many times I will hear some preachers say, like, they might go away and see what's in the world. But if enough of Christ was imparted to them, then they will come back. And I I like to believe that, and I like to accept that, because um, anything less than that will cause too much heartache and pain to think that our children um, will forever be lost. So we, we said that even if they do go away, don't give up on them even if they're gone out to try the world, don't give up on them. Um, keep on praying and keep on asking the Lord to activate the words that you planted in them, and let them remember what they were taught from the scriptures. And 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 let the Lord show them something in the world, show them evil for what it is, so that they could run back to the Lord, and um, and 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 be saved. But the flesh and the spirit are enemies, one to the other. They are contrary. The two will never agree. And each and every human being have to make their decision if they're going to do the work of the flesh and reap eternal damnation or if they're going to walk in the Spirit and reap eternal life. God bless you in your decisions. And for those of you on the line or parents, God bless you and strengthen you to train up your child in the way that they shall grow, that when they come for the age to make a decision for Christ they will make a decision for Christ And stay with Christ And that's the lesson for tonight I hope you Got something from What was taught And that you um, You're inspired to go on And work And making certain that Your life mirrors the spirit And not the flesh God bless you in Jesus name Mr. Burton. Amen.
2: Amen. You know, best to Amen. You. Amen. Amen. Go Father God. I'm gonna lift up Elder Jim Malcolm up to you, Father God. You see, you know, everything she has poured out to you this evening. And before I even start washing your son's precious blood. To give him a sense, these thoughts and actions, anything that is not of you, I do honor to your And Father God, tonight we thank you. We thank you for everything that Elder Malcolm has poured out tonight for us, Father God. She has served us good food, Father God. We ask you to take this word and to hide it within our hearts, Father God, so that we may use to glorify you. God, everything she has poured out tonight, Father God, I ask you to fill her up, Father God. Fill her up, oh, Lord, and I just want to thank you. Thank you for asking her to answer her desires of her heart. And we give you praise, Father God. And I pray this prayer in no other name but the Son's name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh uh, what a word! What a word! What a word! Before we have, uh, before we actually open the line up for comments and questions, I do want to tell you right now, I'm a living witness that if a child goes away from the word, he that that child will come back. So if you want to, if you want to have us up, uh, you can ask me. Amen. Um, I can tell you, um, if a child is raised up, the child will not soon depart from what is raised up upon. So I am a living witness. This is, uh I'm a living witness. That's all I can say. Amen. Amen. Praise if God. You want hope, if you want the hope, hey, see me. Ask me a couple questions. I'll help you out. Amen. Um Praise amen. God. Amen. Amen. So I'm gonna open up a line right now uh, for fee- comments,
0: questions, and feedback about the lesson tonight. Amen. Amen. The line is now open.
6: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good night. Um, Elder June, as usual, I
7: thank you so much um, for enlightening me. I thank you
6: for depositing um, fresh new um, knowledge in me, and may God continue to use you to bless the body of
7: Christ. You truly are a rare gem in these the last days when we need to know the deep things of God as prophet Bob would say and uh you know God has chosen you and I'm so grateful that he has placed you here um to teach us to speak to us
6: and to get us to move into new dimensions God's richest blessings upon you woman of God thank you so much
7: Amen
2: the line is open for comments questions feedback
3: amen you know elder June Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, woman of God. I've been walking for the Lord a long time. I've read this Bible inside and out. Sometimes I don't even have the Bible in front of me when God uses me. Praise God. But you can have all the knowledge in all these years that I've been walking for the Lord and still there's something you miss. Hallelujah. Bring that forth. Every Monday night, you bring that forth. And it's new and fresh to this man of God. Even though I've read the Bible inside and out, I've been walking for the Lord a long time. Thought I had it all. I thought I arrived. But you know what, woman of God, I haven't arrived yet. Oh, Lord. The deep things. Know the deep things of God. I know. And you say that tonight. And I want to thank you for this work. God bless you. God
7: bless you, Pastor. Amen. Amen. I have either. <laughs>
6: man. As long as we're here in this body, we want to write. Just have to keep on pursuing. Amen. Amen.
3: Amen man.
6: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I love you. In. Praise the Lord. This is the hey, Lord Michelle. Michelle. Praise, Praise the
3: Lord.
6: Praise the Lord. I just love uh I love to listen to your teaching, and, uh, you know, um, one of the questions I want to ask you just by listening is, um, I know most of the time I will hear preachers, you know, they will preach about, uh, you know, the church. Now, um, when it comes to the church, we know that the church, it is a body where um, people people gather together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, now the we are the church and the church is when we gather together that make up the church. Now um our body which is a temple. Would you say um what I'm trying to say here is that um you know, like a preacher would say we are the church. Like individual we yeah. are the church. Is it right to say that we are the church or we are the temple where the Spirit of God dwells within? And the church is when the temple where the people come together as one. Am I making myself clear?
7: Yeah, that's what you're saying. Um, the Bible says that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost.
6: Right. we uh, the
7: temple of on God, so our, our individual bodies, because Christ dwells in us our God dwelling us, our Holy Ghost dwelling us for the purpose of worship. Um we worship him and for the purpose of fellowship and communication. So our bodies are the temple um of the Holy Ghost. The church, though, know, is uh are the people are the temples. <laughs> um as a whole, it doesn't matter if we're in one place or not, or if we're together or not, it is still the church. There's only one church. So my brothers oh. and my sisters who are in countries like China yes. and Iran, uh, yes. we're still in the same one church. Yes. Now, in the sure. local congregation, where we worship together in our local congregation, uh, that's the local congregation, which is a fraction of the church. And um, what, what I try to alert people to, to their vocabulary is when somebody says, I am the church. It's the I thing sure. that I... I, I educate right. again. Because the church is the is the whole body of Christ and, and the church has is the keeper of the earth and the church has a lot of responsibility to both God and man. So when one individual says, I am the church, that's just Mm -hmm. setting um, himself up for the enemy to do something bad for him and for him to just become an hypocrite, because no one person by themselves can carry out all the work of God. And the church is is, um, the entity through whom God does all his work on the earth, our Jesus Christ does his work. So when I say, I am the church, is, is to say that all by myself, all that Christ needs to get done on the earth is is getting done, and that's not true and and that can never be true. so there is only one church, and it's not me all by myself, it's every single child of God, it's every single person who has given their body over to the Lord to be left from on unto him it's it's for every every man that call, that that God can look at and say, Yeah, that's my temple. It's all of us together. Doesn't matter if we know each other personally. It doesn't matter if we're in the same physical location. We are members of the church, the body of Christ and there's only one. There's only one church. So I try to tell people, don't say I am the church. Because first of all most people who say they're the church, they don't even know what church means. And they're not even active in their local congregation. Much more to say that there just a, a, a cliche that um, people use to say, I am safe. But that's not the right way to say it. And when you, when you use cliches that you're not living up to, which cannot be lived up to. I know it opens this satanic attacks. So, and Satan just like to make us look like we so that's your name and angle to make us look silly when we say I am the church. And somebody, somebody who knows the scriptures, I'm not talking another child of God. I'm not talking a saint. I'm talking unsafe people who make a point to to study the scriptures just to make Christians look like they don't have no sense. If you say that, and you get one of those guys who don't really know the Bible. Um, for destructive purposes, they can um, throw you off your block very quickly. And just start to wonder if you know anything at all. And you don't want that to happen. You don't want the enemy to have an upper hand. So you just say, I am a member of the body of Christ. This is the church. It's a little bit longer to say, but it's it's the right way to say it. And it gives you victory and power. It lets everybody who's listening um, know that you're not a lone maverick by yourself. You're not a lone soldier. Um, you are a great force, you are a great company. That's why the apostles when they were together, they said, Look on us, never an eye. It look at up. When Jesus was here, you never hear Jesus when he was into the body, but he was the son of God, and he never came through, through um, the first Adam um, lineage, but you never hear Jesus involved uh, he himself while he was here. He says, my father worshiped it, and I work. I can do nothing of myself. By yes, so my myself, I can in nothing. I does not figure in the kingdom of God. It's we, it's we, it's we, it's we, it's us. And that's how we ought to speak and that's what we're because you know, if we're out there, um, even in a natural battle, if I'm out there and I say, I'm gonna get you You know, the person to say, Well, yeah, come by yourself. <laughs> I'm not there for you. But if you say we even great com- you know, companies in the corporate world companies, somebody could be running a business on their kitchen table all by themselves. But on their leather head you will never know that. They make it seem like it's a great big company because nobody will like any lone maverick. By 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 yourself. Every institution will fail and everybody knows that. So even their the answer machine, there's say, oh we will get back to you. There's only one person running the company. And the answering machine said we will get back to you. Please leave a message. We will get. There's no we. There's no we in actuality. There's just we in premise. So Christians ought not to be selfish and not not to speak against um, ourselves. We are to speak um, according to the scriptures so that we have the power and the force of God's word, the word behind us. So to go back to your question, individually, your body is the temple of Christ because he dwells there, or the Holy Ghost because he dwells there. But you and I together and every other
6: saint of God, no matter where they are in the world, we make up the church. So that's a short answer to what you asked. asking. Amen. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, Elder June. Praise God.
2: Praise God hold the line for one more comment question, amen. 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 So I wanna thank everybody. Um, we wanna before we end tonight, because we know we always do intercessory prayer, um, tonight before we end, I would like for everyone we could um before we get into intercessory prayer and transition. Um, keep in mind that Simple Words Ministry is a one hundred percent volunteer ministry. Translate uh translate that everybody's volunteering and no one is getting paid. Amen. So if you look on Facebook and if you would have a desire to um desire to um desire to donate to the ministry to hear teaching just such as such as Elder June Malcolm, please donate to the ministry. Amen, amen, amen. We also know that Pastorine is planning for her trip to Dubai, so we are asking everyone if you uh, have a desire to uh, please go on her GoFundMe page so uh, to donate. We don't care how small or how large a donation, but we ask you to donate for her trip to Dubai. Amen.
7: Amen.
2: Amen. Uh, as we go into intercessory prayer, let's pair pray our hearts and our minds. And let's do this tonight. As you know, on Wednesdays, we have standing in the gap. Therefore, we intercede for one another. For So, therefore, let's do this as standing in the gap. Amen. As one, um, I will lead it off, and I don't like dead air behind me. So, if the Holy Spirit has given you something to pray about, please pray. Amen. 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 here we pray without ceasing. Amen. Amen. And Amen.
3: Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Father God, right now, wash me in your son's precious blood. Forgive me of my sins, these thoughts, and actions. Anything that is not of you, I do honestly repent. And I receive your forgiveness in no other name but your son's name of Jesus. Father God, you're our Abba Father. You're our El Shaddai. You're our Elohim. And we give you praise, Father God. Because there is no one, no one like you, Father God. So we give you praise tonight. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So tonight, Father God, as we go before you, Father God, I ask you to forgive us corporally of our sins, these thoughts and actions that we have done that was not pleasing with you, Father God. And we do sincerely ask for your for your forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Father God, you are our Abel Father. So we give you praise, because you look down, as our Father. You are Emmanuel in our lives, Father God, so you walk among us. You're nine in our lives, because you ordained us to be
4: here, Father God.
2: Oh, you are Jehovah Rapha. You are our great healer, healer of our souls, Father God. So God, tonight, 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 I give you praise, I give you praise, I give you praise tonight, I honor you tonight. Uh, I shall you tonight. Uh, I exalt you tonight. I uh, put no one before you, Father God. Uh, I thank you for your Son Jesus, who is the King of King and the Lord of Lord, uh, and through the resurrection power of the cross uh, and of His shed blood for us, uh, He was bruised. Uh, oh my God! I just gotta thank you tonight. Uh, Father God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit tonight, uh, as is a teacher, a God of all things. uh, Holy Spirit, have your way tonight. You are not restricted on this line. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy to be praised tonight. Mm -hmm. So tonight, Father God... Tonight I lift up past Marie chin unto you, Father God, and her family up to you. You see, and you know what's going on in their lives, Father God, and I gotta give you praise. I thank you for the blessings that's going forth in their lives, Father God. I thank you for the majesty that's going in their lives and the glory that is shining about, Father God. I thank you for the unsaved family members that are coming back home, Father God. I thank you for the new opportunity for her and her husband that's going to come forth, Father God. Father God, Elizabeth, I lift up our overseers, Dr. Angela, then her work up to you, Father God. You see and you know what they're needing, and you are bless them along their way, Father God. As they go on their mission trips, Father God, and as they save souls for the kingdom. Oh, I lift up a greater highway up to you, church up to you, Father God. You see and you know, Father God. Mm the blessings and the outpouring that is going over in that church, Father God. And I give you praise tonight, Father God. Tonight, 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 Father God, I lift up my nation up to you. I lift the United States of America up to you, Father God. You see and you know the wounded souls and the wounded land that we have, Father God. Mm -hmm. Father God, I'm asking you to boom, bound up the wounds of this nation, Father God. I ask you to bind up the wounds of this nation. Huh? Father God, huh? I ask you to forgive us of the offenses that we have occurred out through our, mm, out through the soul wounds of this nation, Father God. Huh? Father God, we do want us to repent as a nation, so you shall thou heal thy land. So God, tonight I ask you to bind up the wounds of our nation. Huh? Father God, pour you healing oil huh? all over this continent, huh? Not only in the United States, but in North America, Father God. Mm. Father God, right now, I lift up I lift up those who are needing a healing touch for you, Father God. You see and you know what they're needing, Father God. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, I lift up to you. Father God, I lift up those who are needing employment, Father God. Father God, I ask you for the divine favor as they go forth, Father God. Oh my Father in heaven, uh, hallowed be Thy name. Uh, Father God, Father God, I I lift up, uh, I lift up those who are neat, those who are dealing with arthritis right now. Father God, uh, we speak to that spirit, mm-hmm. confirm it, to leave them now in the name of Jesus, uh, and we 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 and I speak uh, divine order to limbs, uh, mm-hmm. to shoulders. Uh, to elbows, to knees, Father God, that they shall work in according to the purpose of You, Father God. Father God, right now, I look up our unsaved family members up to You, Father God. You see and You know what's going, on, and ask You to have uh, the master uh, the master experience for them, Father God. Let them know that Your Son Jesus uh, came to win the laws at any cost. Uh, that's the reason why he died on the cross for us, Father God. So, right now, Father God, I got to thank you tonight for uh, what you're about to do and what's about to come. So, tonight, Father God, I thank you for those who are needing deliverance. They shall receive it, Father God. I thank you as their soul prosperous tonight, Father God. I thank you for the healing that's going to take place, Father God. I thank you, O Lord, for going before us in intercession, Father God, so that your will shall be done on this earth. And the enemy has already fled from us, Father God. So, God, I thank you tonight, and I bless you tonight. And I pray this prayer in no other name but the Son's name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. the, the light
0: Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you,
2: Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. You're so worthy, you're worthy. Praise,
4: praise the line. is now open for prayer. Amen. Praise the Lord, saints. My name is Paul. I'm calling from
7: Merlin. I'm the Lord. May he do a divine shift. In my life, a financial restoration for what Satan and his coca spirit is stolen. In Jesus Christ's righteous and holy name. Amen and amen. Thank you and God bless you. Amen.
2: Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're so worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm.
6: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, praise the Lord. I'm asking for I'm asking for prayer for um Shirley Mackenzie. Um, um the doctor just found cancer, um a tumor in her her brain. I'm asking prayer for her and also I'm asking prayer for my niece, um um Suzette. She'll be going in for surgery. Thank you.
2: Amen. Amen, Father God, right now, we lift those prayer requests up to you, Father God, right now. Uh, we come against the spirit of cancer right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, we speak to her body. We command that spirit to leave right now in the name of Jesus, go straight to the pit of hell and never to return. And, Father God, right now, mm, we, uh, we ask, we command the body, P.H. balance, to go back to normal in the name of Jesus. We command every um, that is abnormally malfunctioned to seize and desist and die in the name of Jesus. Right now, we speak over her womb, soul wounds. Right now, Father God, pour your anointing oil. the our soul wounds shall be healed, Father God. Father mm-hmm. God, right now, anything that is holding on, we cancel that legal, we cancel that spirit, legal out of that body right now in the name of Jesus. And mm-hmm. we send you to the spirit of hell. Right now, we live with one sister that's going into surgery right now, Father God. We ask mm-hmm. God and him of the doctor, the anesthesiologist, everyone, Father God. Let him know, Father God, that she's there for a miracle, Father God, unto you right now in the name of Jesus.
6: Right, mm-hmm.
2: Father God. We just give you praise right now that you are Jehovah Rapha, the healer. Mm-hmm. And, Father God, we thank you, Father God, that we thank you, for the healing and mercies and grace that is going to go forth, Father God. So, God, we thank yes. you right now for being cancer-free now in the name of Jesus.
1: Yes. We
2: thank you for the surgery have a good report. matter of fact, we rather yes, to go to do the last x-ray that they're going to stop and say, it, nah, no, 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 no surgery needed. Because the divine surgery has already been, formed, been performed by the master healer. So, God, thank God. And you bless you tonight And we thank you for the vine Turn around and each and every one Lies on this line Father God We thank you for those who want to go To a new dimension Listen up, up to you Father God Father God set them apart Father God Lord Jesus set them apart So God I thank you tonight For what you're doing And we pray And we pray this prayer no other name but the son's name of Jesus Amen.
6: Amen.
2: Amen. 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 Oh, what a night! What a night, everybody! What a night! We are thankful and grateful for. I mean, we're just thankful and grateful to be here tonight. I always tell everybody, um, this night was not by coincidence, but you were here to. You were here because God ordained to be so. Amen. Um. So as we're approaching 11 o'clock hour, we are going to say, join us tomorrow night at 9 p.m., uh, join us back at 9 p.m. for Jeremiah's generation with Sister Camisha from the island of Jamaica. Also, you know, we got standing the gap. Standing the gap we stand the gap for our nations, our countries. We stand the gap, Father. Uh, we stand the gap for everybody that Lord leads us to. So come back on Wednesday morning." 7-14 Eastern Standard Time, and of course we gonna have after we pray on Wednesday morning. We know we gonna praise and celebrate on Wednesday night. Amen. We have our praise and testimony services at nine p.m. Also, we're walking through the Word with Sister Niyoka on on Thursday night. So since this is New Year, and we don't believe in resolutions, but if you are free on Thursday night. <laughs> Let's break open the Bible and start this year off right. Amen. Sure. Amen. We're gonna read the word line for line, precept upon precept. Amen. Amen. Of course on Friday night. Our mm-hmm. flagship service and we got fire on the wire. And Saturdays, not to mention on Saturdays. Hmm, uh oh, sister Monica hold a little with our inspirational Saturday. Noon time inspiration on Saturdays. I mean, if you really want your weekend to, uh, as the, as it used to say, jump off just right, tune in at tune in at uh, twelve noon on Saturdays. And of course, our Sunday service with Pastor Marie Chandler. She's working the word. We're doing the series Working the Word. So if you know you need to help working the word, she is that. Come in and join us. Every Sunday
0: night. Amen. Amen. 어. Oh.